Oh man, I just love it out here on this uh, fishing boat. Hey buddy boy, throw me that anchor so we can uh, put the boat right here. Uh, this is going to be a good spot for us to do some fishing. Yeehaw! Hey, speaking of anchors, by the way, if you guys want to make an amazing podcast, all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeehaw! Hey, buddy, give me a beer so I can drink this. With a, oh, 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 this is some good stuff here. Yeehaw! Hey, Brent. Hey, Tori. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm good. How was your day? I had a big day. Lots of meetings, lots of life insurance sales. How about you? Man, I had a good day today. Um, Well, at least the first half of the day was good. And then it got kind of slow. I think I had four sales today. Awesome. So that's pretty good. Not as good as your, I remember you had seven one day. What's your highest day? My best day ever, 17. What? I know. (laughs) That was a good day. Wow. That was a while ago, (laughs) too. Wow. So I've had, I had 12 one day and I had 12 another day and those were both Sundays. Mm. Mine was a Sunday, my 17 day. <laughs> that's, when people, that's when people want to buy life insurance, I guess. I know. I know. Well, you know, I tried some new, uh, some new shifts uh, the, over the past couple of weeks. I tried to, to do more of the uh, open to close Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday type stuff. And um, I just can't, uh, I can't beat uh, our, our good old friend Nick. Can't figure out how to beat Nick. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's a hard schedule. Yeah, you know, you know, you know where time has no has no real meaning or order. Where is that? I would love to go there. <laughs> that schedule might work for you if you were in Las Vegas, because there's a party there all the time. Oh, I like parties. That's fun. Have you ever been to Vegas? I was in Vegas um, when I was 22 years old. I went because my cousin got married there. Oh, wow. And he didn't even get married. He got married like he didn't go to a wedding chapel or there was no Elvis impersonator or anything. It was actually like one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to. (laughs) Wow. He got married at this really nice park outside the city. Um, but he lives in he lived in northern Arizona, so that was just one of the biggest cities close to them. So that's why they did it in Vegas. And it was it was awesome. It was um really fun, uh, a fun place to be, especially with my family. But I and we were, you know, people come from all over the country, so we were all on different sleep schedules and stuff. And it's just I mean, that's what I remember about it is like it doesn't matter if it's four in the afternoon or 11 o'clock at night or six in the morning, like people are out and about and like doing whatever. (laughs) It's it's just like overwhelming and you just want to be up and awake and a part of it all the time. It's crazy. Right. Well, now you've, um, you've been to, you lived in New York and you've been to Vegas, but, but I understand that New York is the city that never sleeps. So how do the two compare? I mean, I don't, that's, that's what they say about New York, isn't it? Um, 
Las Vegas really never sleeps. Really? <laughs> yeah. New York, people like to work in New York. Um, so after business hours, I mean, I guess it depends on what part, what neighborhood you're in, but there are plenty of places in New York where after six o'clock, all the offices are closed and it's, it's not, not like that, but, but Vegas, no matter what, where you go, it's like 24 hours a day, something's happening no matter where you are. Usually something, something wild. <laughs> right. Right. Have you, have you ever been to Vegas? I have. Yeah. Um, I actually, um, back in May of 2001, I actually got married in Las Vegas. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, so I, uh, we, uh, we flew in, uh, we flew Southwest airlines. I remember they had a $99 each way fare from little rock to Las Vegas. Nice. And, uh, we stayed at the New York, New York, and uh, we got married at the Little Chapel of Flowers right past the stratosphere. And that was the same place where um, Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra got married. And there was a Elvis um, impersonator uh, wedding right before ours. <laughs> um, ours was just a normal wedding, you know. Uh, but one of the cool things was, I mean, this was back in 2001. So this was the Internet was new. And so this was uh, the wedding was live on the Internet for the uh, for the family members that couldn't make it. And so my mom was out there and my aunt and my cousin and one of my really good friends was out there as well. And, wow. Uh, live yeah. on the Internet, huh? Live before on the before zoom that's pretty, that's very cutting edge yeah i thought it was really cool you know and so it sounds that, like you didn't elope you were this was well, like a plan you guys weren't just so, sitting around one morning like let's fly to vegas today and get married well, yeah so <laughs> um so i'm on my second marriage um that first one didn't work out unfortunately um but uh that one was uh, everything was uh was planned out plenty of months in ahead ahead there and we had to go uh, downtown in Las Vegas to get the marriage license, mm. um, and uh, and then we uh, we had a we rode in a limo from the uh, the hotel over to um, the wedding chapel, and uh, we did a lot of cool stuff. We went to uh, the Bellagio fountains. We went to the Mirage and saw the volcano. Um, we went to Treasure Island and saw the the, the pirate performance. Um, we went to, uh, to, uh, was it called Fremont, mm -hmm. Fremont street, something like that downtown. Um, and so, uh, we, we didn't go up into the, uh, the Eiffel tower, uh, replica there. That's one thing that I wish I would have been able to do, but, uh, we did get to go in, we went inside a lot of the different casinos and we did get to ride. What is it? The, uh, the gondola that the, uh, they had, I forget, is that the name of it? At where the Venetian? Ride, yeah, yeah, where you ride around in the boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. We got I've never do done that. that. Yeah, so we actually got to do that. And um, sounds like a great wedding activity, very romantic. It was really cool, yeah. Um, and we got to, we went to the Hoover Dam. Um, we didn't actually go in the dam itself, but uh, we took the tour out there. And let's see went to the MGM Grand, and actually the last night that we were there, uh, we were supposed to fly out early the next morning, and so we wanted to get pictures at night, and so we walked out of our hotel at the New York, New York, 
and we were in our pajamas, right? <laughs> and uh, we just thought we were going to take some pictures and then, uh, you know, call it a night. Well, um, there was a, uh, apparently something crazy was going on inside the hotel and they, there was security everywhere. There were fire trucks and cop cars and everything. And we couldn't get back. They wouldn't let us back in the hotel. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are you talking about? We, we we're staying here and we've got an early flight. And so, um, they would not let us back in. And I said, well, what about the people that are in there? You know, what, I mean, there's obviously still a lot of people in there. And apparently what I found out later was that it was, it was like a bomb threat or something, but they didn't, they didn't tell the people inside to leave. You know, they were keeping everybody inside that was inside. They were keeping them inside and everybody that was outside, they were keeping out. And so we walked over across the little bridge to the MGM grand and went to the slot machines, just sitting there playing (laughs) slot machines in our pajamas. Right. And we ended up winning winning like 500 bucks and we were like, uh, and we walked back over and by that time it was done and we were able to get back into the the hotel. So I was like, okay, whatever. You won 500 bucks at the slot machines in your pajamas. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then um, I've been to, um, I've been to Vegas one other time. I had a friend that was, uh, he was in the military, in the army. And he was supposed to go over to Germany. And so we had kind of a, um, an extended weekend. Um, and uh, man, it was craziness. Staying up all night, playing blackjack. and Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's and so then- easy to, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like you don't have any concept of what time of day it is. It's just, like, so exciting all the time that you, like, don't feel tired. You don't feel hungry. You're just, like... I want to keep going because this is so, I'm so like overstimulated right now. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. And then I remember trying to take a cab somewhere and the cab was going nowhere. I mean, cause there was so much traffic mm-hmm. and I, I was just watching the fare go up. Ding, ding, ding. And I was like, <laughs> Oh God, I'm never going to get out of this thing. So I just paid the guy what I owed him. I was like, forget it, man. We're going to walk. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, there's no way we're getting anywhere in this deadlock traffic. So would you would you recommend um, getting married in Vegas to to other other people who are considering it? I think I think it's um, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I I had a great experience doing that. Um, I think not everybody is up for that, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. but uh but uh, I have a friend that um, he actually he got married in Vegas as well, uh, and it was his second marriage, uh, and he lives in Arizona. And he uh, so I don't know all of the details about you know his his experience there and and everything, but I know that he likes to go there a lot, and um, that seems to be the closest airport for him as well. So if he's ever traveling, uh, he, he flies to and from Vegas. But uh, but yeah, I mean I think for the for the right person um i know a lot of times um the the wedding seems to be you know it's i know for a a lot of girls it's that's like the most important day in their life and they want it to be a certain way Mm -hmm. and so i i don't know if there's many women that uh, would think that that would be the perfect you know wedding for them but um but it uh uh, you know, I guess it is for, for some, 
Uh, I don't <laughs> there know. must be for a lot because there are a lot of people get married in Vegas. Well, you know, you're right. You're right. And um, I actually um, I did some research. I knew that we were doing this um, this episode on romantic comedies uh, that took place in Las Vegas. And so I did some research on the amount of weddings that take place in Las Vegas. And um, I'll kind of get to that later. Um, okay. And it's kind of in my, I guess, my little trivia and tidbits section that I always like to do. But yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Th- yeah, that's um, so so romantic comedies in Vegas because Valentine's Day is because coming of up. Valentine's Day. That's right. We're right around the corner from Valentine's Day. I can't believe it's Monday. It just doesn't feel like it, does it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you Snuck any- up on me. Yeah. Do you have any special plans for Valentine's Day? Um, hopefully won't won't be nursing too bad of a hangover from the Super Bowl. That's about, oh, <laughs> that's, that's about all I got going on. Yeah. So you're a big Super Bowl fan, huh? Oh, I like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Cheering for cheering for LA, in case anybody's LA? wondering. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I um yeah, I've always tried to get into uh the sports games and and I just can't seem to get into it. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think it just moves too slow for me. What, what got you into sporting events? Have you been that, that interested ever since you were young or? Oh, um, yeah. I, I mean, to be truthfully, the only thing I really care about is probably college, college football. And then I like, um, baseball MLB, but, um, I just I enjoy sports generally, so I've I've always played sports and grew up watching them. So, you know, it's just it's cool. fun. Yeah, it's what fun. To, of, it's fun to pick a side and trash talk a little bit. Yeah. What kind of sports did you play? I played when I was in high school. I played tennis and I played softball. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, I played. I remember when I was a kid, I played soccer and basketball. But then in high school, I was on the fitness team. And the fitness team? Yeah, the physical fitness team. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, you wouldn't know it to look at me now. But back then, I, I weighed about 150 pounds. <laughs> and I was just skinny as a rail, you know. And uh, running, jumping, push-ups, pull-ups, uh, man, you name it. And, um, I mean, I was never good enough to compete. They had a, a, a deal every year where they would go and compete in San Diego. And there were some, some superstar guys, you know, all went to an all guys school in high school, ninth through 12th grade. And there were some superstars, man, big time superstars. And I wish that I had stayed in it because uh, I remember I was in ROTC. I was in the Marine Corps ROTC program. And I kind of, it was taken up the, I was doing the drill team where you spin the rifles on lunch break, oh, like, that's awesome. there were two lunch breaks. And then, um, and I was all dressed up in the uniform and everything. And, um, and then, but, but the ROTC, um, the, the drill team was taking up my one lunch break, physical fitness was taking up the other lunch break and I didn't have any time to eat, you know, <laughs> and then physical fitness, you get all sweaty and all that stuff. And then you'd have to change and, yeah. and then, and we're talking about a high school where there was no air conditioning and we're wearing suits and ties. They didn't believe in air conditioning. You know, years ago, they finally got air conditioning. But the reason why it was for the new computer equipment. It wasn't for the, <laughs> the kids going to school there. 
it was because they didn't want the computer equipment to get ruined. So that's hilarious. Only reason they got air conditioning. And you're talking about Little Rock, Arkansas, where it can get up to 115 degrees sometimes. That's crazy. So I had to make a choice. I remember um, my junior year, I had to make a choice between the ROTC program and the fitness program. And I, and I stayed with fitness instead of ROTC. And I wondered if I had stayed in the ROTC program, because in high school, I got to fly a C-130 at at the Jacksonville Air Force Base. And that was really, and I have friends that uh, they went into the military after high school and they're pilots. I mean, they're flying like C-130s now, you know? And so, but anyway, um, Enough of that stuff. Uh, but back to... Uh, I just feel so bad, like, thinking about you just, like, sweating, starving, wearing a suit, <laughs> trying yeah. to get through the day. <laughs> it was pretty crazy, that's for sure. But you know what? I mean, I remember... Um, so so my freshman year, I was, like, this little chubby freshman, you know. And then I got into physical fitness the 10th grade year. And that really... I mean, man, I was just, man, in the best shape of my life. And they said, no more sodas. And... You know what I had for lunch every day? It was like a turkey sandwich with cheese, nothing else on it, and Fritos and water. That was about all I ate back then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then, of course, started college and uh, started going out to eat and then got in the insurance business and traveling around, not eating right. And, uh, man, those were the days back in my younger days. Those were the but days. Those were the days. <laughs> All right, but um, but anyway, <laughs> enough about uh, that stuff, and on to what the show is all about the uh, the next episode, exciting episode of Pitching Popcorn, and this time it is the wonderful and beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and um, you know I've actually I've got a great view of the town right now. Um, I'm looking over uh, the uh, the Eiffel Tower and the Bellagio, uh, and Bally's, but, but too bad. It's just a, it's just a zoom background, (laughs) you know, (laughs) uh, I know in our teaser, uh, I was playing the uh, casinos, but that really, you know, unfortunately I didn't, I didn't make it out to Vegas to the, to the, uh, to the casino that was uh in uh oakland hot springs they've got a uh, used to be a uh, just a horse track and they turned it into a casino and for many years um arkansas was uh, it was not uh, legal to do any um uh any gambling there of any of any sort with casinos and so for years they had it it was called games of skill they, they had mm. some type of loophole in the law <laughs> and it was called games of skill. And the, the games were a little bit different. It kind of, kind of looked, did you ever, you probably don't know about, um, uh, have you ever heard of Max Hedrum? No. Okay. Well, they used to do these Pepsi commercials and they had this kind of robotic character called Max Hedrum. And so they, the, uh, the blackjack machines at the, at the old school uh, games of skill. Uh, <laughs> it's funny to talk about this because we're talking about, one of my one of my favorite romantic comedies that t- that took place in Las Vegas has a lot of uh, funny funny games, uh, games of skill and games of chance, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit more here. But um, 
I tell you, it's just, it's amazing. Uh, the Bellagio is one of my favorite places in the world to go to, just to be in front of the, the fountains, the dancing fountains and the music. And it's just such an amazing experience. And, uh, you know, I think it was what Ocean's Eleven when they first introduced yeah. that. Um, but, um, but talking about romantic comedies, um, I wanted to, uh, I think, um, you know, I, I was looking at, uh, all of the romantic comedies that have been shot in Las Vegas. And I think there's maybe there's, there's not as many as you think there are. There's probably what <laughs> 10, or, 10 or 12, maybe, maybe less. Yeah. Not a ton of them. Yeah, definitely not a ton of them, which is kind of strange. Um, but, um, but the first one that I want to dive into um, is, is a classic in my opinion. Um, and it's called Vegas vacation. And uh, so Vegas vacation of course, we find we find Clark Griswold, uh, also known as Chevy Chase, uh, the father intent on the ever elusive, perfect family vacation. And he's received a big bonus and he wants to take the family on a vacation to Sin City, the greed capital. Of <laughs> what could be Why? better for your family than going to Sin City? Exactly. <laughs> and so Clark and his wife, Ellen. Beverly D'Angelo have come to Vegas to renew their wedding vows, but as Clark becomes addicted to blackjack, the renewal of the marriage vows becomes less and less a question of when and more and more a question of if. And as Ellen receives multiple gifts by the singer and entertainer Wayne Newton, Clark quickly begins to feel intimidated and jealousy rears its ugly head. And Rusty Griswold, meanwhile, tries his luck with um, fake IDs at the casino, and he just cannot lose. And uh, we find out later in the movie that he's won four cars, and he's uh, been put up in the penthouse suite. And uh, he, he, uh, he gets a, uh, a nickname, uh, Papa Giorgio, right? <laughs> and uh and so um funny story um i uh for many many years um that was my uh my go to uh for entertainment was uh going to the casinos whether it be tunica mississippi or shreveport louisiana and uh playing blackjack and poker and craps and stuff like that and uh what i think what i loved about it was that you feel like a king you know and if yeah. and if you and if you got your uh, your lady with you, she feels like a queen. And if you're and, and it's just the, um, you know, being able to get things comped like these amazing meals in these rooms. And uh, man, it's just uh, yeah, really. It's just amazing. You know what they what they do. And I've I've felt like Nick Papa Giorgio many times. <laughs> um, uh, I've, I've, I've actually, they made a, they made some mistakes a couple of times in Tunica and in Shreveport and they, they, uh, they hooked me up with a nice, uh, uh, penthouse suite. Um, and I, I mean, I really felt like, I mean, when I, when I walked in the door, I felt like, uh, you know, the Jimi Hendrix music was playing and then, and I was jamming. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that I think that just goes to show you, though, because uh, I know, I mean, I don't think I've ever had any experience like that. But I remember when I was in Vegas, like playing was playing blackjack and they just like keep bringing you drinks and they just are so nice to you. And it's like 
and you're like, man, I can get used to be like this being waited on. But oh, yeah. I feel like that just goes to shows you like that they treat you so nice because the house is always winning. <laughs> you know? That's right. They can, they can afford to treat you, treat you real good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember there were days when I could I could take 50 bucks to Tunica and I could turn it into 500 playing blackjack. And I just felt like I was the king of the world, you know. Yeah. I, I was I was reading these books on uh, how to count cards. You know, you could uh, you could count your threes through sixes as uh, a positive one, and you could count your tens and your jacks and queens and your face cards as a negative one. And you could just, man, you just felt like you could you you were gonna <laughs> beat, the, beat the house. But you're right, the house always wins and if you play long enough you're going to lose it back and it's like my grandfather always said those casinos wouldn't be in business if they were losing yeah and so as we see in the movie um rusty and his successful gambling it uh it really stands in a stark contrast to his dad's loss and his dad's loss totals up to twenty three thousand dollars at the blackjack table And meanwhile, Audrey Griswold becomes entranced by the world of her punk dancer cousin slash girlfriend, right? And so to round out the, the family together experience, Ellen finds herself alone with nothing to do and decides to accept an invitation to join Wayne Newton for lunch <laughs> with the intent on providing the perfect family vacation, just like the perfect Christmas um clark finds himself sidetracked or in this case obsessed with a vice and that is gambling or rather losing and i mean he just cannot win and did you recognize the uh the dealer that he kept losing to have you ever seen the princess bride you know what i haven't seen the princess bride i know i know i'm sorry So, uh, Vicini, I think is his name in the princess bride, but I mean, he is one of my, one of my favorite little characters. He is hilarious. Uh, but, um, boy, man, what a, what a, uh, a tough ride Clark has here. And so this obsession, it leads him to abandon his wife and children. And Ellen tries to lead him back to reality, telling Clark to his face, find the man I married and I'll remarry him. And after losing all of his money and even some of his pocket lint, Clark comes to the realization that the only thing that matters is his family. Now, Wayne Newton does express his interest in Miss Griswold as a beautiful lady, but he tries to resolve the issue at hand by helping Clark recognize how precious she is and not to lose her. And Vegas Vacation is the fourth movie in the Griswold's series of vacations. It is the first vacation movie um, not written by John Hughes. And it's also the first in the series to lose the National Lampoon's title. And so this film actually marks the fourth time that the Griswold kids, Audrey and Rusty, were recast. In the four movies, Rusty and Audrey have been played by Anthony Michael Hall, and Dana Barron, Jason Lively, and Dana Hill, Johnny Galecki, and Juliette Lewis, and Ethan Embry, and Marisol Nichols. Vegas Vacation is the first vacation movie to be rated PG. The rest of the movies in the series are either rated R or PG-13. 
And uh, in the movie, Wayne Newton's house in the movie is actually Wayne Newton's house in real life. It's called Casa de Shoa. <laughs> and the property went up for auction in 2013 for $70 million. Now, the cast actually boasts more than one Saturday Night Live alum. Did you recognize the other uh, Saturday Night Live member in there? No, who is it? So the reception desk employee at the Mirage is played by Julia Sweeney, who appeared on, on Saturday Night Live from 1990 to 1994. Wow, that is a deep SNL cut there. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, as we know, Chevy Chase uh, famously appeared in the original Saturday Night Live cast from 1975 to 1976. And as I mentioned earlier, Clark plays a number of fake games with Uncle Eddie at the Rundown Casino. Uh, pick a number between one and ten. Coin toss, war, rock, paper, scissors, and guess which hand were all made up. The only version, um, uh, the only version that's actually played in actual casinos is the game called War. Mm. And that reminds me of a horrible night I had at uh, Sam's Town in Tunica. Holy moly! I actually, um, I was up a lot of money playing blackjack. I remember I started with a hundred bucks and I built it up to like 1400. And I mean, I was having the night of my life and the, uh, the pit boss came over and he was like, he's like, Hey man, if you want a job, I'll, you, I'll give you a job anytime you want. You can be a blackjack dealer, you know? Wow. And, uh, but I, but I started playing that war game, believe it or not. Can you believe I fell for that trap? and it came down have you played war before like the the normal card game war yeah yeah, yeah. the normal card game war yeah how you um you come out and if you get the same card then you have to do three cards and then do another one yeah oh yeah yeah man i lost (laughs) money playing war uh, (laughs) that sounds heartbreaking it was tough it was really tough but now it's time for some trivia, Tori. And I'm, so I'm kind of curious. I want to see how well you actually know this movie. And so the first question is, what was the present that Wayne Newton gave Ellen at his house? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he actually, this is pretty, pretty, pretty nasty, actually. He actually gave her a lock of his hair. Oh, gross. Do you remember that? No. And when uh, when Rusty Griswold gets his new and improved fake ID, where does the driver's license say he's from? Do you remember? Um, Hawaii, like McLovin. <laughs> I'm starting to think you haven't seen this movie. Have you not seen it? I haven't seen this movie <laughs> I've seen parts of it. I've never oh seen it in its goodness. entirety. These, I don't these big these vacation movies. I don't I don't know about. You're them. not a fan of vacation movies. I don't did think you, so. No, even Clark like is this? a bad. He's a bad husband. <laughs> I don't like oh my god! <laughs> is this the movie where he's also like hooking up with that other lady in the pool? No, or is no. that a different one? <laughs> that was a different one. Yeah, that I don't like diff- that. <laughs> he's not, not a family man. <laughs> Boy, I mean, did you did you even like Christmas Vacation? I mean, was that even you did? Oh my gosh, to look at your face! I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want it to disappoint you. Oh man. Okay. I like that you like them. (laughs) 
Well, anyway, um, he was from Yuma, Arizona. And uh, so um, the next um, trivia question, what famous duo did Clark help out during their show? Uh, do you know who that um, might be? Sonny and Cher. Nope. It was Siegfried and Roy. Oh, dang it. And then the opening music for Vegas Vacation is the song that Clark sings while swerving around in his SUV. You know, you know, you don't know what that one was. Uh, it's what is uh, it? good vibrations. Viva Las Vegas. Oh, no. that's a good song. Good, good vibrations by the Beach Boys. And then, what is the music that is playing when Clark Griswold goes to the ATM and and he gets out several hundred dollar bills to go play blackjack with? Uh, living on a prayer. Nope. It's all along the Watchtower. Um, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Uh, plays as he is shown as the gambling addicted Griswold and he's extracting several hundred dollar bills and then he returns to the blackjack table. Okay, and then there's another part in the movie where Clark went looking for Ellen at Wayne Newton's house. How did he get there, Tori? Taxi. There was a tour bus. Oh. He actually took a tour bus to get over there. And then there was a lookalike group where Audrey and Vicky uh, they were actually hanging out with this uh, big-time musical look-alike group. The, the uh, Beatles. Hey, there you go. All right. You got one right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good job, Tori. Thank and you. some fun facts about Vegas real quick. Las Vegas is home to 34 local golf courses. There are an average of 315 weddings per day in Las Vegas. And the largest and most profitable casino in Las Vegas is the Wynn, W-Y-N-N. The current number of licensed gambling places in Las Vegas is 1,701. And there are close to 200,000 slot machines in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And the average visitor's gambling budget is $541 per trip. Now, let me ask you this, Tori. Do you like chocolate? Love it. You do? Well, the Bellagio, the Bellagio Chocolate Fountain is certified by Guinness World Records as the largest chocolate fountain in the world, over 27 feet tall. Nice. All right. And that's about all I have. Um, so I'm going to wrap up on Vegas Vacation. And I'm interested to find out, Tori, what your, one of your favorite romantic comedies that took place in Vegas is. Okay. Well, thanks, Brent. And thanks for sharing. Um, so Vegas Vacation came out in 1997. This movie that I'm going to share came out in 1996 called Swingers. Um, so Swingers was written uh, by John, John Favre and also stars him. But it's the story of an L.A. guy named Mike um, trying to get over his ex-girlfriend who's back in New York. So his buddy, played by Vince Vaughn, takes him to Vegas uh, for uh, for one night for kind of like a boys night out. Um, there's something about this movie that I did not know before <laughs> um, choosing it and selecting it is that it's actually not primarily set in Vegas. It's primarily set in LA, uh, but they kind of do like an overnight trip to Vegas, but it, it is a big part of the plot. Um, and, um, and I feel like that's an important, that LA Vegas connection is, is important. So I'm just going to set expectations there. All right. Mm -hmm. um, but regardless, I think it's a really fun movie. Uh, and it's really just kind of a bunch of 
bros like hanging out trying to meet girls um and they're especially trying to help the main character mike get over his ex um and i think it's kind of a fun look at what it might have been like to live in la in your 20s which includes spontaneous trips to vegas Uh, i like in the plot the mike the main character is like kind of sad and he's talking to his friend trent and he's like i'm just gonna stay in tonight i don't want to go out and trent's like no, I'm picking you up and we're driving to Vegas right now. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> and then they like stay up for like 36 hours. Um, so I just think that's really like f- like a thing you do when you're like 25 and you're like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so um, I also like that it's kind of like stepping into a, a 90s time capsule. The guys are always wearing like gray dingy suits everybody's smoking like no matter where you go everyone's smoking um and they when they're hanging out they're like always playing this like old old school hockey video game that i'm pretty sure i used to play with my brothers when i was a little kid (laughs) um so i I like that um there's also like very there's major plot points um in this movie that involve like either not having a phone or trying to get to a phone or leaving somebody a voicemail and they don't get it um or leaving somebody a voicemail and they answer while you're hoping to slip something in for them. Um, and then actually the, the final scene is um, the main character, Mike, he has, he has, he's talking to two women on the phone and he's like got one on hold and he keeps going back and forth between them. And he has to choose like which one he's going to pursue. And I feel like those are all just like things that don't happen now because the technology has changed. So that's, that was just kind of cool to see. It felt very like going back into a time capsule. Um and then uh, I did appreciate as well when the guys do their trip to Vegas, they don't really show you like all the glamorous, like all the stuff we just talked about, like the Bellagio, the Venetian, all that stuff. Um, they go into this like dim, smoky casino. There's a, they're basically just like talking about how they're there for the free drinks and they only have three, $300 to play with, which Mike loses immediately. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Um, they do end up, pick up picking up uh, a waitress and her friend. Um, But then when they go back to her place, she literally lives in like this little tiny silver trailer on wheels. And I just like that. That's kind of like charming, like the, (laughs) you know, it's not the glamorous side. Um, But that got me thinking, like I started looking into the um, like I was like, when did all these things come about? And so this like the strip that we know, like that we're talking about with the Bellagio and, um, you know, New York, New York and the Paris Hotel, like and the wind, like those things didn't become like what they are, what we know them as until like the late nineties, early two thousands. So like the Vegas of this movie is, it's still like the party city, but it's not like the glamorous thing that we think of now. So I I thought that was kind of cool to, to think about how it's changed um, in the last 25 years so much. Yeah. Um, I'll, I will say, so you said you didn't care for this movie, right, Brent? So I got to the part, I watched up to the part where you were talking about where they were in the trailer and, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I, I, I couldn't watch any further and I tried to watch it a couple of times and um, I don't know, I'm not a big Vince Vaughn fan, really. I think that's what messes <laughs> up for me. There's a couple of people that I, that I just can't stand. One is Owen Wilson. I cannot stand that guy. Oh my gosh. Do you not like Wedding Crashers? No, I, I, I can't, can't, uh, you know, I just can't, there's certain, certain people that I just can't, certain characters, I guess, that I just can't 
Ugh, it just makes me cringe, you know. That's so funny. Um, well, you're about to hear me gush about Vince Vaughn in a second, but oh my um, goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> so okay, but I understand why one would not like this movie. My biggest complaint about it is that the main character, Mike, he's a comedian. He moved from New York to LA. He's trying to make it in the business and have a show and stuff. And he doesn't make, like, one good joke throughout the entire movie. <laughs> like, he makes a couple of bad jokes, but for the most part, he's, like, he's just kind of melancholy and feeling sorry for himself. And all the comic relief comes from his friends, um, and especially Vince Vaughn. But um, I feel like there's a huge missed opportunity there where he could have been, like, kind of like that depressive, melancholy type of humor. But he's just, like, making crappy jokes and mm-hmm. kind of depressed. So... Um, but yeah, if you don't like this Vince Vaughn, then you will hate this movie because I feel like this is like this is like distilled <laughs> Vince Vaughn uh, quintessential. I think this is the youngest I've ever seen him uh, in Rudy, um, but he's like his full like his full self. He's obnoxious, arrogant. He's hilarious. He like will not shut up. Um, a very fast talker. Um, and I love all those things <laughs> when I see them on display in him. Um, he's kind of like in this in this movie, he's kind of the hype man for his friend group. And he's always trying to push um, his his friend Mike out of his shell and like get him back in the game. Um, he says uh, he says baby a lot, which yep. is like <laughs> at first I was like, what is going on? But then you just kind of lean into it. Um, but like, I mean, literally like every other sentence he you know, he'll be like, you always hit on 11, baby. Come out with us tonight, baby. She likes you, baby. Like just, you know, just talk like I mean every every sentence he'll he'll call the person he's talking with baby. Like whether it's his a guy or a girl or whatever, he just he just throws that word around. Um and the guys also say money a lot. Did you get did you get that when you were watching? I, I didn't I didn't catch the money part, but I definitely caught the baby part. Yeah. Yeah. So all the time and then they say like all of the guys say money. They'll be like you know that shirt you're wearing is money baby (laughs) or or you know that girl i was talking to is money or i'm feeling good i'm feeling i'm feeling so money tonight and i again i was like i don't i don't know what this is but i'm i'm here for it (laughs) right did you did you say did you use that slang a lot when you were when you were younger uh i don't remember say that in arkansas i I don't remember saying money um or baby i mean (laughs) We had certain slang that that I remember uh, people saying bet, you know, that bet? was the, the word bet. Like uh, like if they said, um, hey, let's go to the casino. Bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's funny. Um, oh, let's see. What were some other slangs that I grew up with? Oh, boy, you got me thinking now and I'm going to really show my age here. Um Hmm. Man, I, I don't know. I'll have to think of it. Maybe it'll I feel like back. slang is very um it's very subject to your age, but it's also subject to your location. Um yeah. like actually this is weird. I didn't plan this, but one of our colleagues is from Tampa and he said um he said he used the word the phrase boom boom like to mean dumb, like like I'm I'm getting put in like the class for dumb kids or something. Like I you know, just and and he was like, hey, what do you, hey, what do you think that means when I say that? And 
Oh, and I was like, I don't know. It means like explosive or like maybe something's mildly sexual. I don't know. I, boy, I, <laughs> and he's like, and he was like, do you really not know what I'm talking about? And he pulled up, um, he like looked it up on Urban Dictionary and it was like, it was like a slang word specific to Tampa, Florida, meaning like slow <laughs> or like, you know, like you, you got yeah. put in the boom, boom math class. And so anyway, I just thought that was so funny because it's so like very very specific and he he just was like oh i thought everybody talked like that <laughs> oh man no uh if, if i hear the word boom boom the first thing i think of is the boom boom room and that's like uh uh i have a different uh perspective on that room i've, I've heard of that in music and stuff and from my understanding the boom boom room is the room that the stripper took you to upstairs <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah. there's about a the... there's a britney spears song where she, she talks about boom boom it's all similar uh oh, is it? <laughs> similar connotation. yeah um so that's that's i mean but like to say i've never been to the boom boom room but i always thought there was the champagne was popping in the boom boom room you know <laughs> <laughs> well anyway they say they say money and baby and i thought it was very amusing um <laughs> yeah. so so like i said this movie is uh written by its stars um john favre um so it's very loosely inspired on his real life um coming over he moved from chicago to la when he was first starting out and actually one of his first friends in la uh Austin, um who you may know from office space i do like um, Yes. And I like office space. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Ron Livingston was John Favre's friend in real life and he plays one of his friends in this movie. So that's kind of a cool, you know, real oh, life yeah. connection there. Um, and then, <laughs> speaking of words that mean weird things, uh, do you know why this movie is called Swingers? Boy, I have a bad, <laughs> I have a bad uh, definition of swingers. Um, <laughs> and I don't think it relates to this movie. Well, I I was kind of worried. That's my probably biggest hesitation of watching this movie was the name of it. Because I was like, this is going to be some weirdo. There's going to be something weird about this that I'm not going to, I don't want to watch. But I don't know why. I don't know. I, but I got over it. This movie. Um, <clears throat> but it's not some weird sex thing. It's, <laughs> it's actually, um, so it's actually kind of an homage to swing music had a surge in popularity in the 90s. And so it's kind of um, paying homage to that, but then also that meaning kind of extended to like a like a swinger lifestyle is like someone who's just out to have a good time, like. Okay. And so and that's what that's what these guys are doing. Um, so anyone who's worried about the title, like me, relax. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not, not uh, like the old saying: "Don't judge a book by its cover." Right? <laughs> that's true. Right um and then um the fi final thing i wanted to share about this movie i've i feel like i've talked about it a couple times on the podcast how like romance is like out now and like not it's not as popular in movies as it was in the past and so and i was thinking about that watching this movie because the kind of the plot is guy breaks up with his girlfriend is really sad about it and then is happy when he meets a new girl like and and there's like no way a movie like that would get made right now you know um because the narrative the narrative of like kind of 
like romance being the thing that makes you happy is very like not not cool anymore um so i felt feel like that was i don't know it just it made i feel like it really aged the movie a lot because um like the even i mean i can't even tell you the last time a good just like simple rom-com came out um so anyway I, i i thought that was interesting to kind of think about so but overall i um i enjoyed the movie thank you I don't know if it's going in the cultural canon where you need to watch it, but I thought it was a good time. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Uh, I mean, Rudy, I remember growing up watching Rudy. I didn't know that Vince Vaughn was in Rudy. So that's something that I'll have to go back and take a look at. Yeah, know? maybe you'll have some kindness or fondness for him after you <laughs> after you see him help out little Rudy. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. And I will say that he, he, I mean, in the parts of this movie that I did watch, um, man, he was in the best shape of his life in this movie. I mean, that's, you know, to see him at this, just being at the, um, he, he was, um, I can see why he was a very, very popular actor um, at, during that time, you know. And um, I guess I've just, I've, I've, so I was, it was kind of cool to see him at a, at a younger age and to see Ron Livingston at a, at a younger age as well, because man, Office Space is, is really one of my favorite movies. I, I just love that movie. And, uh, yeah. so it was neat to see those guys at a younger age for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, well, yeah. That's all I got. What's, well, uh, what's next on your, on your list, Brent? So, so my next romantic comedy is, um, I, well, you know, this kind of brings up an interesting question here. Um, so let me see if you can figure it out. Um, what if you woke up and you were in a $4,200 a night suite, right, in Las Vegas, and you woke up and you had a tiger in your room, there was a chicken in your room, a crying baby, and one of your friends woke up with a missing tooth and a belly button piercing with a diamond dangling from it. And more importantly, you come out, you check out of the hotel, and you give your parking check to the doorman, and he brings a police car to you, right? <laughs> in the world. <laughs> well, have you ever had a night in Vegas like that? I have not. No, mm. not even close. Now, I, I, I threw a little twist on this one because I knew that we were supposed to do romantic comedies that uh, were shot or took place in Vegas. And this one is what I would call more of a bromantic comedy. Right. Ooh, yeah. All right. And so the name of this one is The Hangover. Mm -hmm. Love and, it. Yeah, I have seen this one. You have. You love yes. this one? I do love this one. Okay. I'm glad I picked one that you like. And so two days before his wedding, Doug and three friends drive to Las Vegas for a wild and memorable bachelor party. And little do we know that the next morning, Doug is going to go missing. And the other three are looking for him for several hours. And none of them can remember a thing since they were on the roof of Caesar's Palace drinking shots of Jägermeister. <laughs> and we find out later that uh, there was a little bit of a twist. Uh, it wasn't only Jägermeister that they were drinking. It was uh, 
something had been slipped into their drink. Um, a little roofie was slipped in there, you know. And so their search for Doug provides a structure for the rest of the movie. And during that very long day, that includes a fact-finding visit to a wedding chapel, a violent encounter with a small but very mean Chinese mobster, a sweet hooker, an interview with an emergency room doctor, and an encounter with Mike Tyson, whose tiger they have apparently stolen. And the craziness continues with the goal of finding Doug and getting him back just in time for his wedding. But let's not forget, there's a really cool reference to another movie. And have you ever seen Rain Man? I have, yeah. You have? Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. I'm surprised. And so in Rain Man, Tom Cruise's character needs $80,000 to save his business. So he takes his autistic brother to the casino and they make the money. And in The Hangover, Mr. Chow, the Chinese mobster, tells the boys that 80 grand in chips were in his, not a purse, it was a satchel, right? (laughs) And the boys need to get that money to get Doug back. So they take Alan, uh, and he does his little imitation of Rain Man, and they uh, they use their <laughs> blackjack skills to make about 80 grand uh, to pay off Mr. Chow. And uh, now some other troubles come along the way and they have to figure out a quick solution. Now, I won't go I won't give away the ending. Uh, but what makes this such an amazing romantic comedy is that um, it was it was filmed in Las Vegas. It's a perfect addition for our Valentine's episode. And like you were saying um, in your review of uh, Swingers, you've got some guys that, uh, that go out to Vegas. And so who doesn't want to have an amazing trip out to Vegas? Um, and now for some fun facts, Tori, um, Mike Tyson actually revealed that he appeared in the film, uh, believe it or not, to fund his drug habit. <laughs> and that- was high on cocaine when he filmed his scenes but Tyson later said that working on the film convinced him to change his lifestyle (laughs) real life did you know he was like I don't want to end up like these guys (laughs) right right and and then so in real life Mike Tyson's did you know that he owns seven tigers no yeah and um, also found out that Lindsay Lohan was offered the part of Jade, the stripper, uh, but uh, she turned it down. She didn't like the script and she thought the movie would bomb. And then Heather Graham. Man, was given... What could have been? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Heather Graham was given the role instead. And Lohan later admitted, uh, you know, that she regretted making that decision. Um, yeah. Can I interject? I didn't say this, but Heather Graham is the girl that Mike ends up with at the end of Swingers. Wow. Small Look world. at her making two appearances. Wow. Small world. Um, now, did you know that Jack Black turned down the role of Alan? I can see it yeah. so clearly. And Jonah Hill, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Thomas Hayden Church were considered for the role before it was rewritten during development and actually uh paul rudd turned down the role of phil and something interesting i found during the scene where phil Stu, and alan meet chow in the desert you can see their car pulling up in the reflection of chow's sunglasses 
And this is actually a tribute to the scene in the movie Casino uh, in, uh, took place, or actually filmed in 1995, uh, where Nicky Santoro, uh, played by Joe Pesci, meets Sam Rothstein, played by Robert De Niro. And this is, uh, so in the desert, you can see the reflection of Santoro's car in Rothstein's sunglasses. And here's some quick trivia for you, Tori. Uh, what two unexpected surprises do the guys find in their hotel room when they wake up? Now, I, I mentioned it earlier, but we're going to see if you were listening. The tiger and um, I don't remember the other thing. That's right. It was the tiger. And there was also. Uh, there was Thank also you for focusing a, on the positive. Yeah, there was also a baby. But, oh, yeah, the baby, yeah, Carlos. Yeah, you remember the baby. <laughs> okay. And another trivia question. Where did Stu tell Melissa that they were having Doug's bachelor party? Mm, I don't remember. Napa Valley. And um, another, there's a quote in the movie uh, where um, uh, it says, no, it's a blank. Indiana Jones has one. Would you say that was Satchel? Yay! All right, good job. And then, um, what was the name of the stripper that Stu marries at the Best Little Chapel? Mary. Her name was Jade. Oh, dang it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, you said that. You said that. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, um, this is where the guys are looking at uh, pictures on the camera. Who is the legendary Vegas entertainer, entertainer that Stu swings a punch at? Uh, I don't remember. He was uh, a, a, he was a big figure in the previous movie that I was talking about. Wayne well. Newton. That's it, Wayne. Hey, Newton. wow! Yes. Two appearances by Heather Graham and Wayne Newton. That's right. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, um, what was the song that Mike Tyson was singing? When Stu, Phil, and Alan walked back into their hotel room. I have the tiger. Nope. Uh, that's a good that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but it was it was in the air tonight. Mm. And interesting story about in the air tonight. You know, I, I like to sing karaoke, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the first time that I ever sang karaoke, it was uh, it was the song In the Air Tonight. And it was wow. actually, it was in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. And it was, um, it was with my wife, Melissa. This was back before we were married. And uh, this was, uh, uh, I actually won a trip with Aflac. And this was back in the days of the swine flu. Do you remember when we had the swine flu? Mm -hmm. And so um, I, was, I was initially supposed to take my mom on that trip. And then uh, the swine flu uh, caused the trip to be rescheduled. And then my mom couldn't go on the trip. And this was actually around the time that Melissa and I met. We met a couple of months prior to this. And so um, Melissa and I met on eHarmony. And uh, actually, we found her a, uh, a round trip ticket for like 300 bucks. And, but, but it was all inclusive. I mean, it was, it was a trip that I won with Affleck. So it was like yeah. those, uh, you know, you get the, 
bracelet and all you can eat, all you can drink and stuff. Everything was paid for. So um, all she had to do was uh, get her uh, round trip airfare. And man, we had a blast. And we sang, we sang karaoke. We sang in the air tonight. Uh, and that, so that's great memories there. And um, while we were there, while we were there, we also uh, rented a dune buggy and we drove around in Mexico in, I mean, I'm talking in uh, the middle of nowhere, Mexico, and in <laughs> like a downtown area of Mexico where you're going over speed bumps and stuff. I mean, and this is like your manual transmission dune buggy, right? And what was so interesting about it is that um, the, the owners of the place that rented the dune buggy, they only spoke Spanish. And so luckily, uh, Melissa had a minor in Spanish, and so she was able to communicate with them. And but it was it was it was only the uh, the owners. It was the husband and wife in the dune buggy ahead of us, and then Melissa and I were in the dune buggy behind them. And so we're going out all over, driving all over the place, and we go out to uh, this place where um, they're making tequila. So that was one of the uh, like the little excursions of the uh, of the ride. And we also got to go out in the middle of this uh, creek bed. And then all of a sudden the clutch goes out and we get stuck. Oh no. In the middle of nowhere. And so the, uh, the owner, uh, he hops in the, in, in our doom buggy, we switch doom buggies and he drives it back to the shop in the, uh, in the, in first gear. And then he returns with the, uh, with another doom buggy so we can get back, but just uh, amazing memories. We got to go, on this little private boat and go snorkeling and um, man, just, just to see the, um, uh, the, all the different uh, things that they can make with sand. Uh, there was, um, um, I, and I've actually, I made a little video of this and I think I put it on YouTube. I may have to find it and show it to you, but just amazing sand sculptures that they had. Um, and one of them was um, the last supper. It was just, I mean, as a sand sculpture sand sculpture, the last supper right so but anyway um one of my one of my all-time favorites um and when we were talking about romantic comedies filmed in vegas i just had to mention this one uh and so i appreciate you letting me share this wonderful film all right and so i can't wait to find out what your second choice was for romantic comedies in las vegas well this is uh this is a cl classic, classic romantic comedy in every sense of the word, um, set in Las Vegas. This is 1964, Viva Las Vegas, um, starring Elvis, Elvis Presley and Anne Margaret. Um, so, yeah, going all the way back to old Las Vegas, Elvis uh, plays a very cool race car driver named Lucky Jackson, who has just saved enough money to buy his new car, or buy his car a new engine so that he can participate in the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Um, along the way, he meets a swimming instructor, instructor named Rusty, which is a great car pun name, um, who is played by Anne Margaret. Uh, he's pursuing her, but she's not interested. Um, and uh, she's a swimming instructor, so they're talking, and she ends up pushing him into the pool where he ends up losing, he literally <laughs> loses all of his money that he had saved was in his pocket. He loses it in the pool. Um, 
Can you believe that? <laughs> what a, what a, I what a crazy this. plot. <laughs> I remember seeing this scene. I remember he was on this high dive uh, diving board and she pushed okay. him off and he had the guitar and he fell into the pool with the guitar. <laughs> yeah. And he, so he looked all his money. Oh my goodness. So yes, it's a little, it's a little silly, but undeterred lucky um, race car driver gets a new job as a waiter. Um, and he takes his earnings and he gambles to try and make enough money to to increase his funds and be able to buy the engine. Um, but he's not having great luck with it, but he's a very positive thinker. He's like, I'm going to get there. Don't worry. Um, so he's still um, pursuing, uh, saving, resaving the money that he needs for the engine and then still um, pursuing Rusty. Uh, eventually, she gives in. She goes on a couple dates with him. Um, and they even enter a talent contest together to try to win the prize money for his engine. Um, so in there, there's a couple great musical numbers by each of them, uh, which is fun to watch. Um, and then over the course of this happening, of course, uh, you know, Rusty, who didn't even want to go on a with this guy, falls in love with him. Um, and then she she's like, well, I, I, I don't want you to be a race car driver anymore because it's dangerous. And... But you know how that goes. He can't change who he is. He's a race car driver. He's an adventurous guy. Um, so this conflict ensues. Um, and then at the 11th hour, right before the race is supposed to happen, Rusty's dad comes through. Apparently he's a closet, um, you know, racing enthusiast. And he loans Lucky the money that he needs to get the engine right in time, right before the race. Um, <clears throat> so Rust uh, So Lucky gets what he needs. He races the car. He wins, of course, um, and and he and he and Rusty gets married. She accepts him for who he is. He's a race car driver, and um, and they fall in love and get married. And the entire timeline of this film is approximately one week. So, what? <laughs> oh so I know I just wow. kind of made fun of this movie a little bit, but um, honestly, it was it was a really fun watch. Um, the music was really good. Both, I mean, both. I mean, Elvis is a good singer. Is that a dumb thing to say? <laughs> but no, um, no, it was no. fun. It was Great. fun to watch. Both both of them sang really well um, individually and together. They they had quite a few um, songs for each of them. Um, and it, the way the music is incorporated into the movie, it actually kind of reminded me of um, the Blues Brothers because it's not it's not like a musical, um, but they they'll kind of like sometimes it makes it's like makes sense like they're doing it in real life and other times they're just they just kind of burst into song but it's it's like a different cadence than a musical i'm not really sure how to describe it but i feel like they don't incorporate music into films in the way that this is done anymore mm -hmm. um but i really enjoyed it i feel like it, you're they're like putting on a show for you so i thought that was cool yeah. um um, and in and also so in my research, I learned that Elvis is known for famously like not having very good chemistry with his co-stars in the movies that he's in, <laughs> which wow. I thought was kind of funny because he's mm. like supposed to be such a ladies' man. Yeah. Um, but this is an exception, and they and Elvis and Anne Margaret had very good chemistry on screen and off screen. Apparently, they hooked up. Uh, uh, off screen oh, wow. um so so they just they you know they were like fun they were fun uh to watch together and um had good chemistry together um <clears throat> and so in the final scene of this movie um lucky and rusty they get married at a chapel in las vegas called the little church of the west oh okay have you ever have you ever heard of it i know this is the first time i've heard of it 
That's not, I presume that's not the one you got married at, right? Well, the one I got married at was the Little Chapel of Flowers. Oh, okay. Similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so this is a real chapel. Um, I saw pictures of it. Um, and actually quite a few famous people have gotten married here in real life at the Little Church of the West. So uh, Zaza Gabor, Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland, Jody Sweeten of Full House, wow. um, Richie, Richard Gere and Cindy Crawford got married to each wow. other there. And then Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie got married to each other there as well. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Elvis also got married in, in Vegas in real life, um, but not at this chapel. Uh, Elvis and his wife, Priscilla, took their vows in an eight-minute ceremony held um, at a private suite in the Aladdin Hotel. And they had 14 guests there. The Aladdin Hotel. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably not around anymore. Yeah. I've, I don't uh, recall ever hearing about that. How many, how many guests did you have at, at your Vegas wedding? So there weren't very many. Um, my mom was there, my aunt, uh, my cousin, uh, a good friend of mine. I think there was, you know, just we're talking about maybe um, five or ten. Oh, also um, my um, it's kind of like another cousin that it's kind of like it's weird. She's kind of like, I look at her like an aunt, but she's more like a cousin, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, but anyway, um, so not very many people, but, uh, like I say, uh, that wedding was, uh, was live on the internet. So those that couldn't make it got to watch it live. And then, um, actually, um, interesting, uh, information, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Um, I actually, um, uh, I got engaged, I've been engaged twice, and the first time was in Lake Placid, New York, is where I got engaged, and then we got married in Las Vegas, and the second time that I got engaged was in, um, was in uh, Niagara Falls. Uh, we had, uh, we were on the Maid of the Mist under the Canadian Falls. Oh, cool. And so, Melissa and I got engaged there, and then we wanted a, uh, a beach destination wedding, uh, and we were thinking like Florida or someplace, you know, and, and then once we mentioned that to her mom, she was like, oh, I've got the perfect place, Lake Michigan. And we were like, <laughs> what? Lake Michigan. And so we actually got married in a, a town called, in the South, you would call it Two Rivers, but in the North, uh, Wisconsinites, they call it Trivers. They kind of move <laughs> the two words together. So Trivers, Wisconsin, close to Manitowoc, but right there on Lake Michigan. And this took place back in July of 2011 7911 wow very yeah. cool i yeah. did not know that so yeah fun stuff well we tried to keep it under an hour this time we're just a little wait, bit I'm, wait i'm not i'm not oh we're done. not done yet no okay Sorry. i have a couple Whoops. couple more elvis facts Whoops. oh um cool. so elvis uh just to wrap up the connection between elvis and vegas um he did do a residency there at the end of his career 636 sold out shows uh elvis shows wow. uh starting in 1968 um and so that's like so a lot of artists these days do vegas residencies um uh, but mm -hmm. no one 
no one does them for 600 shows <laughs> um wow. you know they'll do even like i don't know how many shows britney spears did there but um it was not it wasn't 600 an exception to that would be celine dion who did um over a thousand shows over the course of 16 years for her residency oh there um wow. but elvis was kind of like the first um one of the first and biggest people to do an extended um vegas residency like that oh wow um, so yeah he the man he loves vegas what can i say but yeah. and also i don't want to forget about ann margaret um so his his beloved co-star in this film um so have you ever seen the movie uh the flintstones in viva rock vegas man you know what i've tried to i, I thought it would be cool to watch <laughs> And uh, I haven't actually watched it because um, uh, Stephen Baldwin is not a very big popular uh, actor in my uh, You're not a, not a fan. Yeah. 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 Fair yeah. enough. I think I've seen it before. The movie came out in 2000. And I was when I was doing research for that, Jane Krakowski is in it. I didn't realize that. But she's amazing. I love her. She plays Betty Rebel. Um but so that movie, um, Flintstones in Viva Rock, Rock Vegas, the theme song, there's so in, in the in the original film, Viva Las Vegas, Elvis sings a song called Viva Las Vegas. Uh -huh. And then in the Flintstones version um, of Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas, they have their own kind of like parody song called Viva Rock Vegas. And guess who sings it? Who? And Margaret. Oh wow, that's cool. Anne Margaret from from the first movie. Oh man! And in fact, she won an award for that song. Um, the award that she won is called uh, "Worst Song," and it was given to her <laughs> from the Real Awards um, Awards um, Board called the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Oh, so, man. 2000, the year two thousand, she received Worst Song from Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Um, she also has a cameo in that film and then oh, and then and, and then just one more weird connection here is that in so Viva Las Vegas came out in 1964 in 1963 Anne Margaret actually had a Flint on the cartoon Flintstones oh, the wow. real TV show they made a character that was like a parody of her and played by her called Anne Marg Rock. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. Like, that is such a cool connection of like 1963, she was on the Flintstones. 1964, she was in Viva Las Vegas. And then in the year 2000, they made this weird mashup of the Flintstones and Viva Las Vegas. And she gets to sing the theme song and, and have a cameo in it. Oh, so man. I, that, like, what a crazy weird circumstance, but. It's really kind of is. cool that, that that was able to happen. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I, I will say, I mean, I feel bad because uh, I, I didn't, I, you know, there's a couple of actors that I mentioned that I that I didn't really care for too much. Um, but there is a there is a Stephen Baldwin movie that I, I do love. Uh, it's called The Usual Suspects. Have you seen that one? I haven't. Oh, man, that one is good. Uh, there's a, there's a character in there called Kaiser Soze. Ooh, scary stuff. Um, and then I have some, I, you know, like I do love the Flintstones. 
Um, I remember growing up on the Jetsons and the Flintstones. And actually, we took a trip out to um, the uh, um, we went out to Arizona and we went to um, the Grand Canyon. And so after we toured the Grand Canyon, uh, we were driving uh, back. And, and guess what we found? We found this place that has like it's like a Flintstones. I mean, it's like this this place. It's got all it's got like the dinosaur. You can climb up the ladder and slide down the front. It's got all these Flintstone houses, all of the Flintstone characters. And we had our kids with us and our kids absolutely loved it. It's amazing. That's you know, awesome. And you, I mean, you could get pictures with everybody from the Flintstones. So I am a, I am a big fan um, of the Flintstones. Um, and uh, I know that we talked about a couple of different movies for this particular uh, episode. And, uh, and, and we kind of, it, it's, so I'm sorry that I changed some of the, uh, <laughs> uh, the choices there, but I know that uh, Viva Rock Vegas was one of our original choices and um, uh, the Swingers was the original choice. And then Viva Las Vegas was the other. And it seemed like we, was it just those three? Or did we, we, we I know we were trying to narrow down because we were looking at um, like 10 or 12 different ones. Yeah, I don't remember. There were so many iterations. Yeah, but, um, but excellent choices. And, uh, and I mean, that's so awesome that you, uh, that you uh, took the time to to watch uh, such uh, classic movies, and I know there's a uh, uh, a lot of uh, folks out there that love those those yeah. movies as well. I like it when the like when they're actually good, you know, like because mm-hmm. there are plenty of movies. Just because something's old doesn't mean it's good. But I like when I watch something and I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is standing the test of time. Then I I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, um, you know, you, you said earlier that you were, you were glad that to hear that I liked Vegas vacation. And I'll tell you something that put a smile on my face was when you put on your Instagram the night that you had the, you had the popcorn out and you were watching Viva Las Vegas. And I just thought, man, that's really cool. I saw that you were, (laughs) you were, you were planning for an awesome night that night to watch it. Yeah. uh, So listening to the music, and that's one thing going back to uh, the Bellagio and, of course, Viva Las Vegas is one of the songs they play to the to the, the music there. So amazing stuff. It really is. And um, I know that we're um, you know, we're we've been trying to, to keep our uh, episodes to the 60 minute range. So um, I know we're over. Um, and uh, <laughs> Madison was so excited. She thought we were going to do another uh karaoke song this time um so maybe we'll have to see if we can schedule one for an upcoming episode i think you should i've gotten a lot of positive feedback about them oh Um, yeah oh cool but actually what you said about the instagram is a great reminder um if anybody out there listening uh, wants to get connected with us we do have a facebook and an instagram uh so instagram is pitching popcorn pod and then um on facebook it's just pitching popcorn so give us a like brent and i are brainstorming uh doing a live facebook event and when we get reach a certain number of followers we're we're going to do do a live facebook event together so um get connected with us uh through social media that would be that would be a lot of fun yeah we're trying to bring you guys some amazing stuff and uh 
Um, for those that may have seen it, we tried a little promo thing. We're, we're like we say, we're big Saturday Night Live fans. So if we can do a little promo, get people excited to, to listen. Uh, and then we, uh, like, we, we really enjoy uh, doing this. And uh, we've had kind of a, a long break in between this, uh, the last time we did an episode. So, um, and I saw that you um, have already uh, been working on some, uh, uh, some stuff for the next episode. Uh, I, I know that you have kind of something uh, prepared, but can you kind of uh, give them kind of an inkling or so we can transition into um what you've prepared does that if that makes sense at all? yeah absolutely so um this is a great segue because i just talked about how much i love the classic movies that are actually good um but what we're going to be doing um so one uh we're going to be going through and picking out some classic movies that we've never seen before sometimes there's just things where you know you think everybody's seen it but you maybe you haven't <laughs> so uh, brent and i are going to take that opportunity to think through some classic films um, that he and I haven't gotten to see ourselves, spend some time revisiting them and then review those for you guys. Uh, mine, I'll say, I, I, mine is Jaws. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited about that movie. I've never seen it. Um, so I'm excited to watch that and tell you guys what I think. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, Brent, do you know what movie you're doing? Or are you still brainstorming? Man, you know what? Um, and, and, and I wish I was more like you because I, I tend to, spin on the dime a lot you know what I mean? and 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 you when you make a decision that's one that's, i mean when you make a decision you're you're committed you know what i mean and i i kind of throw you i think i throw you for a loop sometimes because i'll, I'll kind of spur the moment do something i'm kind of more of a fly by the seat of my pants spur the moment kind of guy you know but but i think you have that love too because you were talking about uh, you know, uh, going with your friends and, and if you lived in Los Angeles and taking a spontaneous trip to Las Vegas. So I think there is some, some <laughs> spontaneity to you, but, um, but I think that, uh, uh, sometimes I, uh, I, uh, I can, I can change my mind at the last minute, you know, cause I think something might be better, but, um, I've got some ideas in mind for sure. Okay. And I don't know what I'm going to do just yet, but I am very excited about the next episode. Cool. Well, so there, so there's that. Sure. So we're going to be revisiting um, or checking out some classics. And list. Uh, but then we're also going to have a special guest joining us. Um, so the premise of this show is that Brent and I are life insurance sales agents who love movies and love talking about them. Um, but we actually have another one of our colleagues um, who um, has been has worked as an actor. He's been in several films um, and we're going to have him on as a guest to kind of talk about his experience and, and join in on the fun with us. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. That's going to be lots of fun. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're mixing it up. We're putting some butter on it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Put some butter on it. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for taking the time, Brent, and sharing your sharing your uh, bromance and romance Vegas there we films. Go. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out as well. I know it takes a lot a lot of time uh, for each of us to do it, and uh, so. We just want to provide you guys with some amazing entertainment, and um, and we're so excited to do that. So thanks for everybody listening, and thank you again, Tori. It's been a fun episode, and I can't wait to do the next one. So uh, we bid you farewell.
Hey everybody, thanks for listening to episode 6 of Pitching Popcorn. We hope you enjoyed traveling to Las Vegas with us. Tune in next time where your favorite life insurance agents, Brent and Tori, will be digging through the cinema archives to watch and review a few of the classic films that we've never gotten to see before. We'll also be joined by a special guest, someone from from the biz with real film industry experience and his very own IMDb page, who's going to be joining in on the fun with us. Hope to see you there. Put some butter on it.